0: If you're the boot, my name is
1: Dan. This is Amy.
0: My name's Chad. I'm Brodor. Okay, so to explain who Amy is, Amy is the person I am currently trying out as Carla's replacement.
2: So... <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> that is hard f***ing core, man. That's how you know that your relationship is pretty good out of the gate. The fact that she didn't stab you. No, no. Mm-hmm. the Dude, that's something that I yeah. appreciate, appreciate about her in general
0: is you, where I typically lose women... Is my sense of humor. And she can actually take it and dish it back. Except
1: when we're both drunk. Yeah, well, because <laughs> then you just
0: become... I get more belligerent and you become more incoherent. So we've got to work on that. We do. But so far, so good. All right. So what we're going to talk about... So this is going to be a, a bonus episode, which you probably already gathered from the intro. And what we want to talk about is a gaming issue. Not and handicapped or falling out of a plane, but paras and semi-related to like paramilitary, which is why do we as gamers put up with so much BS from not just other people in our hobby? Forget that, right? I'm not talking about you're at a convention and you're dealing with hundreds or even thousands or tens of thousands of people. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you walk into a game store and you start an open gaming table. I'm not talking about you go into an organized play event and you're at a table with whoever signed up for the event. Those levels of tolerance are a completely different animal because you're trying to be accepting of all kinds of people, assuming they're not being horrible. And on top of that, it's what, three, four hours and you're done. You just got to roll your eyes and walk home with a story to tell. I'm talking about... Our friend groups, the people that isn't we, isn't hanging get, out for three or four hours and putting up with it
3: the crux of tolerating bad behavior from geek fellow well, geeks. Well, except I for mean, the
0: fact that I want to, par- I'm. It's, it's <clears throat> not that I'm saying that's acceptable, right? Yeah, I'm not saying that we shouldn't. In balance in all things, I think there's. There's a point where we have to tolerate, and then there's a point where we need to speak up. And, and I don't want to well, unpack that. I, hold, on, hold on, I'm, I'm not going to let you talk because I know you're <laughs> going to say something. I'm not. I know you're going to say something horrible. Horribly I wasn't
2: smart. I wasn't. We're going. We're doing a bonus episode, so I was very. on Okay. Point. All right. Go ahead. So <laughs> it is it's very magnanimous of you. No, no, no. It's totally gone. I forgot. Okay. No, well, you have. No, it. I actually don't remember. I was being passive. I, no, 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 no. I had not really. I was, it, no, I, I had really... So here's the here's this situation is that we're Star Wars fans, right? I'm not. And so we... Uh,
0: You
3: love
2: your moisture farm.
3: (laughs) Yes, because it's the best idea in Star Wars. We
2: (laughs) understand what it is like to love things that are made from people who generally have shitty ideas, but there's a good idea that comes out once in a while. And gaming for me is the same way. Most of the people that I game with have really fucking stupid ideas, (laughs) but occasionally they throw a lightsaber at me and I'm like, okay, you're a fucking stud. That is awesome. All this Jar Jar Binks bullshit that's coming 20 years down the road, totally worth the lightsaber. <laughs> totally. Right? And that's what happens.
0: Right, right, all right. I'm just trying to limit the topic because of the fact that we want to, I, or I want to deal with a specific thing. And what randos do is a great topic. It's a different topic. And people who have genuinely... Bad behavior. They're being racist, sexist. They're whipping out guns at the table. Pooping themselves. Yes. All these horror stories. Real story. Yeah. Go over to Happy Jacks if you want to hear the gaming nightmare. Or Chris Hussey.
2: Yeah, or Chris yeah. Hussey. Uh, this is free... Don't game Don't game with people that are too old or too young that they have to wear f***ing diapers. That's Hussey's problem. <laughs>
1: That's pretty old or young.
2: That's Chris Hussie
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Uh, I, okay, we'll have to let Chris Hussey do some kind of rebuttal eventually. But he's not allowed around butts. But the, the <laughs> I just said
2: butt. Speaking of people who sniff chairs. All right,
0: but what we're talking about here specifically, right, is why is it within our friend groups, the people we regularly associate with, do we put up with behaviors that may not be clear? This is profoundly unacceptable, but it is unacceptable. So once again, they're not pulling guns on people, yeah, it's not like they're like illegality not
3: illegality or or literal, like just
0: horribleness. Yeah, this it's, is not somebody shows up saying there.
3: gaming sins. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, yeah. So the, these are people who are disruptive, these are people who are obnoxious. These are phones was the example uh, phones was the example, or these are people who are pedantic about the rules who are overly argumentative. Once again, we're not talking about people who try to stab you or show up in their clan robes. That's (laughs) not what we're discussing here.
2: No, what we're talking about is that it's COVID and things are coming out the other side and you're trying to put a role playing game together and you reach out to one of your friends who has, that's his seat at the table. It's his seat and you love him and you know he's a talker and you know that this conversation is going to be extremely difficult. And so you're on the phone with him for 10 minutes and 27 seconds. You asked him a simple yes or no question and you don't have an answer and he's at work and he's driving down the highway and you get disconnected. So he calls you back and you're on the phone for another 12 minutes and 33 Seconds and you still don't have an answer to your question. And you think to yourself, even though you swore to God you would never say these words, do you know who I am? Do you know how many fucking people in the St. Louis gaming community would fucking put two COVIDs in the back of your head to sit at my goddamn <laughs> table? You motherfucker, and you're listening, and they know you know who I'm talking about. You fucking Cool. But I love you. And so we worked it out, but it made me mad. And, like, I didn't everything talk to him. I was going to say, every,
0: everything about the story sounded so totally I, just, you know, theoretical. Right. I, what I if, didn't, if it just the happened to exactly a 10-minute and 22-second I didn't, exactly I, I didn't, I didn't talk to him for
2: two weeks, but I just thought, like, <laughs> I... I've never been popular, I've never been attractive, I've never been good at most things in my life, but there really are from my life. You have in, beautiful hair. Thank you. In the same way. Nice thank you. You're a good interview. There there are people. You're a really nice person. There are people I actually really like you who a lot. literally I mean, I, if I wanted this dude f-ing disappeared, I could <laughs> put on Facebook, get rid of person X and you have a seat at my D&D midnight game table. I mean, I could have a litany of people f-ing killed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I got disinvited before even showing up. No! Because you invited me to your D&D game, and then Selena's the last ever heard of it. What are you talking about, D&D game? I don't even know what you... I, I, honestly, I do not, not know...
0: You thought you were in a
3: relationship with
0: him. These two are actually a married couple. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, you, you invited me like, hey, do you want to join my weekend game? Where I'm like, yeah, I totally do that. And then I was the last I ever heard of it. I
2: don't remember that conversation. I, I swear to God. Okay. No. Their makeup sex is I amazing. feel bad. I all do, right. sincerely.
0: But, all right, but let's get back to the topic here. Which is, there's people in our gaming groups that have behaviors that are obnoxious, that are disruptive, that are hurtful. Once again, it's not necessarily a black and white sort of issue. Cell phones. Yes. And we just put up with it. We don't confront it. We don't say, hey, something here needs to change. We all bitch about it behind their back. We all gossip about it. We all complain about it. We sit there and be passive aggressive about it. Somebody, you know, when they go to the bathroom, hides their phone or whatever just to be a douche. But we don't actually confront it. And why is that?
1: So I have a thought. So I'm not in the gaming world much yet. So that's a deep confession here, right? But I do have lots of friends who are complete nerds and are, you know, off the scale smart. And I've noticed... Number one, you always think, oh, gee, I got to get these people together because we're just going to have so much fun. And then they all hate each other, which happens all the time. But the other thing I've noticed is that the more creative you are, the more you have to give. Generally, you have these other aspects of yourself that are incredibly obnoxious and horrendous, and you would never put up with anybody else but what that person has to bring to the table in every other area is so amazingly awesome so i seriously think it's like one of those life balance things where you can't be super interesting without being like a douche or awful or just super weird in some way well and you can't
0: i think be of the viewpoint that you have a sufficient intelligence or creativity to have interesting things to say, point one. Point two or trait two, to be willing to communicate those things. So you don't just live in your own head, okay? So you have interesting things to share. You have a desire to share them. But three, therefore not also be somewhat obstinate or belligerent or whatever about you know, saying these have to exist in the context of other ideas because you feel pretty strongly about them. Yeah,
1: And they tend to be very married. And I'm speaking generally like just weird, smart people or whatever, which are most of my friends. So I don't know what that says about me. But generally, they are also tend to be very married to a certain idea. Like they have this wonderful idea and it is a great concept. It's an incredible idea. And then they just can't move past it. And that's all you hear about. Well,
2: and we, as just as a hobby, right? As gamers, I mean, opinion is identity, right? And so I like a thing. And if you don't like that same thing, it's difficult for me. If you actively. Oppose and insult that thing, you're opposing and insulting. Okay, well, me. give
1: me something I can insult for okay, fun. Well, <laughs> Star Wars.
2: <laughs> well, let's just take it like this <laughs> Veronica Mars. Like, I mean, I actually killed someone in Tijuana because <laughs> I just had enough Spanish to know that he said something shitty <laughs> about Kristen Bell. And I, I said something about Veronica Mars' porquet and he gave me a dirty look. It shot him right in the goddamn face. I and mean, I was infuriated.
1: <laughs> well, you know. We, ha- we all have our issues. Yeah, we do.
2: We do. So. And
0: Broder's working on his. Yeah. And his are it. warrants. But... I have <laughs> anger
1: issues. I do. I'm such no,
2: an angry
3: person. <laughs> no way. This is my I believe you face. <laughs> so, what I've seen in groups, though, is it's a twofold thing. It is love and it is hate. It is people hate confrontation and they love bitching about things behind people's back. Yes. absolutely Man. i think it's
1: very therapeutic
3: if Whew. you kick someone out that means you have to confront the problem and most people don't like confronting have, have, their problems. have you
2: kicked anybody out of a group recently in in recent memory no i he i has
0: i know that for.
2: A i
3: fact. have been the main this is going to shock you i have been the main person to kick people out of almost every group i've been in not surprised at all and to the point that i have put an Indefinite moratorium on the practice. I have told my friends they need to step up. I will never, after the last person I kicked out, I will never kick another person out of a group again because it's a breakup. Have you ever been in a relationship, like a romantic relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and you broke up? It's not fun. Even if it's a good thing, Mm -hmm. it's not fun. And there's a part of you, this little tiny part that dies when you do it. Yeah. And there's healing that has to go on. And every single group I've been in over the years, different people, different groups, someone has had to go. And I it is not a, well, everything's going fine. Then Chad stands up, and says, you get the f- out. It is talking with the group, trying to find solutions. We are at the end of our rope. And everybody stops talking and looks at Chad.
0: Yeah, and And I I don't don't do it anymore. It hurts too much. Kicking people out or confronting them. Okay, I don't think... Let's not jump all the way to kick them out. But just confronting the behavior. People hate confrontation. And say, hey...
1: But you have to.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. All right, and so let me make a couple points here. And I'm going to start with the one that I think the main reason we don't do it is because we as a hobby... And you can talk about why this is till you're blue in the face. Is it because a lot of us are social outcasts? Is it just general human nature? Are we conflict-averse individuals? You know, there's a thousand possible reasons why. And I'm sure they're going to be as diverse as the people that have them. But what it boils down to, and I'm going to say this very bluntly and say that until the past few years of my life, it was as true of me as it was of anyone. And so I'm going to cast a broad judgment on most people in our hobby. We are unethical cowards. I, it,
1: think, it's, I think it's global.
0: And when I say unethical, what I mean by that, because ethics as opposed to morality specifically deals with social compacts. comes from the word ethos, you know, which means our context in society. Following a contract is ethical. Saving a baby at a risk to your own life is not ethical. It is moral. Uh, then it's a philosophical distinction, whatever. But point being, it is easier for us to treat someone in a way that is socially unacceptable than it is for us to find that courage and do the right thing and say to this person, you need to stop behaving this way or this behavior is disruptive. And I'm not saying you have to be a jerk. Maybe you do. I mean, maybe it's that bad. there's levels
3: of escalation, sure. right? You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's the second game and someone won't get off their cell phone. You do not look at them and say, you filthy motherfucker!" I have a gun in the car. <laughs> so it's either... Get out of my or... house
0: before I pop the trunk.
3: Right. <laughs> you know, that, that that's like a beyond sort of escalation. You say, hey, man, can you put the phone down for a minute? We're trying to play a game here.
0: Yeah. Or catch right. them afterwards and yeah. say, hey, loved your contribution to the game, the first game. But as of the second game, you know, mm-hmm. the cell phone's a bit much. And Is the game boring? Is Facebook that interesting? And and here's the thing. I think we have hit a point, or maybe we've always been at a point, where our willingness to confront is so low that I believe it has made us fundamentally immoral people and unethical people because we will gossip, we will bitch, we will complain, and we will let the problems continue to fester
2: and hurt many people in the process. It is a profoundly selfish act. I will say this. I've done this in the past and I will continue to do it because I think the analogy is important. I conflate gaming with fing, right? But (laughs) but 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 intimacy. (laughs) But but intimacy, right? Like so here's the deal. I want to get laid. And there's a tremendous amount of garbage that I will tolerate to get laid. Now at some point, the bullshit and the abuse. And the ugliness and the sameness and boredom. I, I'm tired of f***ing you, but it's easier to f*** you than look for somebody else new to f-. Gaming is the exact You and I have two very different yeah. views on sex. Yeah. Gaming <laughs> is the same way. I have a group of people who will game with me. I have a consistent thing. There is a variety of personality conflict and management issue and bullshit that I have to deal with. But i'm gaming right and the occasional time that i come is worth the effort to have all these people <laughs> wait, to come over wait I just, wait you I we're on know. the gaming
3: part of the metaphor <laughs> but and you just jizzed on the character <laughs> I did, dude i just want you I to didn't
2: know to... the wrench is nowhere yeah. near you but, all right but the, i get what you, you will you will tolerate yeah a tremendous amount of malarkey and grief to get something that you want Wait, if so you're going you value road it. or are obscene to Joe Biden slang <laughs> so, so you will put up with in really? order to get the thing that yeah. you want right i want to have sex i want to game and i am going to put up with her bullshit or their bullshit to get the thing that i want Couple that with the fact yeah, that you and we I have, have a totally different outlook on both coming cu- and set. couple that that you and I have a relationship that yeah. we are friends and that we've built a relationship for a long time. I have even greater tolerance for your malarkey and yeah. your grief and all the garbage that you bring to the table. That be- is
1: a Joe Biden comment yeah, right I know. there. Because,
2: <laughs> because we have a relationship and we've been friends together for a long time. So And a- so I'm going to put up with your crap more so than I put up with somebody else's it, crap. It, I read this book one time. I actually lent it to Dan
3: years ago. It obviously didn't help as a book on marriage counseling, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: So they have this great metaphor in there. About, By the way, there is a book on marriage counts I recommend to everyone. The problem was only one of two people read it. Right.
3: That's, and that is a huge problem. Yeah. So there's a metaphor in the book that applies to marriages and relationships. But I think that it applies to any relationship, friends, gaming groups, whatever. And it kind of speaks to what you're saying there. People are a bank, right? Right. So you have a, you have a bank and Mike is a customer. We're friends, right? And we get a lot out of our friendship. I really like Mike. I, I think he has great insights. I like being around him. He's funny. I assume that he finds me interesting and funny, and he likes me too. And the interactions that we have around that, that Mike has with me, puts money conceptually into my bank. Yeah. And it fills up an account. More and more of these interactions happen, the more the account is filled up. Yes everyone f***s up. And those are withdrawals. Those are withdrawals. Mike says something that makes me put on a certain face that he always sees. And he's like, oh, fuck, Chad is judging me. <laughs> and it's a withdrawal. Yeah. But it's a withdrawal against the whole account. Now, if it's something huge, like he sets fire to an orphanage in front of me, well, let's just say that drains the account. You know, there's, yeah. there's no backup. But little stuff like that, it drains the account. It's not Mike... Draining the account, right? It's everyone. Everyone in my life has an account with me that I don't track. I don't keep a ledger. It's not like something. This is just a metaphor to help explain it. So, Mike has so much built up that he occasionally makes little withdrawals. And I hope I have so much built up with him. And occasionally I make little withdrawals. It's not a transactional relationship, again. Don't ever think of it as well. Mike was nice to me on this day, but on this day he called me a. C- but on this day he had me on a show
0: for an interview, so I guess that balances the fucking books. But <laughs> well, yeah, we're not. That, talking, that's not. That's the yeah, wrong way. Of we're looking not talking at it. about some kind yeah. of Alfred Hitchcock, Psycho right. sort of thing. Where yeah, we sit down and. But but yeah, everyone. So a, but a everyone group has is it. the same
3: way. Yeah, a role playing game is the right, same way. Right. And what I have found is that. In a group setting, like, like that's just me and Mike and our relationship. In a group setting, there's actually another account.
1: The group account.
3: The group account.
1: And there are individuals mm-hmm. who will bankrupt it. And there are... And you will lose the group.
3: And there so- are individuals who will bankroll it as well, that they will put into the account. I... And I'm going to try not to sound egotistical here. I am a bankroller. I defend the other people in the group
1: you got the money i do have the,
3: well i'm very loud and i'm very forceful and very charismatic i can sell these ideas and stuff the thing is i also really love people and i i really see a lot of good in people mike hates people he's a, he's a misanthrope i'm not our i'm not i love people. i see beauty in all people so when things go bad in a group I do some of the stuff that Dan's talking about, or at least mentioning, not examples of that. I defend people in the group who maybe shouldn't be defended, or actions that shouldn't be defended. So I'm a bankroll. I'm I'm putting money into the group. I'm I'm expending my personal capital with other people in the group to make up for the deficits in another person's yeah. account. And, and, like I th- and on the surface of it, that sounds
0: like a good thing, but is it? I Yeah, and that's what I was kind of trying to get at earlier was... Our aversion to any kind of confrontation, I think, is not just a, an, an ethically or morally neutral behavior. I think it is actually, in its own way, an unethical or, or mm-hmm. arguably evil behavior, because it's kind of like saying, I know there's a baby in that house that's on fire, but fire's hot and breathing smoke sucks, and so therefore it'd be a lot easier if I just stood on this street well, that baby and the father who's already been knocked out by the smoke and whatever else just die in that building. And, okay, this is an extreme metaphor, but the concept is at play in a group that there is someone there that is causing distress to the people and as a result is causing distress to our shared hobby. That the time we have set aside as a group, which as adults is not easy to do, we have all set aside that we're going to get together on this night for this many hours to play this game. And this may be the only bit of recreation we have this week. So particularly as a group, maybe as individuals, we do something else, but we have set this time aside and one person is going to sit there and offend and upset or derail and keep making withdrawals from both the group bank Mm -hmm. and also individual banks And because it's easier, we're going to just stand by and watch that happen. The community
3: bank is like, you know what? It's easier to lose a couple of bucks a day when we're getting in all of this money from the other members. And so we can write down that loss because if we do something about the loss, that's eviction proceedings, that's, you know, property management, that's counter claims, that's A lot of drama. And you know what? At the end of the day, a couple of bucks a session is not that much compared to the explosion. But to my mind, it's and this is why even though I'm the metaphorical bankroller for the group, I'm also the closer of the estates too. I, I kick people out. My view is a dual one of I want to protect some people as long as I possibly can, because I just love people and I'm selfish and I want people around me. Yeah which we talked about on the, when you interviewed me and why that is. But I'm also the kind of person who rips the Band-Aid off.
1: So I have a question. Do you think that for whatever bizarre psychological reason, people tend to be destroyers or right. you know group vampires, however mm-hmm. you want to say it, that they're actually drawn to really healthy, good groups that people are getting something out of? Because I actually have seen that myself. Um, I I I would actually go
0: in reverse. I would say they tend to end up in the good, healthy groups because that's what's left at the end of their feeding frenzy. I I, mean, it's like all the bad, unhealthy groups. I
3: view it as layers, right? And it's kind of what you're saying there is the person who is a social vampire or a, a bad actor. Yeah. Like they're consciously being a bad actor. They're not a, being a good person. They're disregarding the needs. A of lot of times people. it's not
1: conscious. It's they're not aware of what they're doing.
3: Why they're doing that is unimportant because you start peeling back the layers and it gets into they are lonely and afraid. And we as human beings, even introverts, do not want to be alone. Even the people who are introverts and there are introverts who are yes. yelling
0: at the radio right now saying how wrong I am. No, you were completely, I mean, as an introvert, mm-hmm. I can tell you, you are completely right. And we are social creatures. We are they, in the broadest sense. We are pack animals. The bad and
3: actors, because they are human must be around people, but they engage with people in the only way they know how, which is usually how they've been taught It's the cycle of abuse. Well, so or- they engage in bad ways or like in Mike, because I just patted Mike on the toe because the cycle abuse thing, but in Mike's case, you are not an abuser. You have been abused so there is damage there that makes it difficult to kind of mesh
0: with groups. I think there's another place it can come from and this is where I'm not going to give Broder the wrench because he hasn't earned it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And
2: obviously Broder, Broder has zero shits to give about the wrench.
0: <laughs> but well, all right. But let me say something nice about Broder, which he gets this. I'm have to say, he gets this when he stops cussing for a few minutes. Yeah.
2: Needless oh, to it's say, a
1: reward. He very rarely well, gets absolutely
2: <laughs> zero value. Right. right? I mean, he might as well put a no a corn no, no. kernel this from <laughs> his. F- butthole in my mouth. This is a totem
0: <laughs> of the suffering your mouth creates for me and I show. And That's
2: a fair point. I no, want you to do.
0: hold it so you understand in just this
2: hexagonal metal form that this is the icon of sin for you. When you put it in that context, then I do feel some semblance of shame. And something... That is that, the name of my new metal yeah, band, by the way. Icon of sin. Uh, nice. Yeah, Nice. Nice. Right, but,
0: yeah. but, so, all right, getting... Back to what Chad was talking about. I think you were absolutely right about the cycle of abuse, but I think there's another place it can come from, especially among people that are highly introverted right. or not terribly no well social socialized. social skill practice. They have either A, no social skill, or B, they socialize with others in the way that they socialize with themselves. Right. That they take the mental processes that they use to navigate through life And mostly, what they're trying to do is find a system that works for them, that allows them to cope, that allows them to function, that allows them to formulate, express ideas, to feel satisfaction. But this is all very internal facing. Mm -hmm. And this is now their jumping off point. And they use that. You know, they try to deal with other people the way that they deal with themselves. Mm -hmm. And now, one thing I got to give Broder credit for was Brodor went down a similar path to what I did. In that, yes, he walked away from his abuse with damage, but he also walked away from it with a revulsion for it. Right. And that was one of the things I him, had to grow him past. Him and his brother broke the cycle of abuse. Yes. And that's right. outstanding. And yeah. I it's t- came from a... tragic that it happened. Right, But right. it's outstanding. It, but in my case, similar to Brodor, now it's, <clears throat> the details are all different, but I came from a situation that was full of conflict, full of judgment, all these things. And at least we had Space Camp. Yeah, at least we had Space Camp. <laughs> space, space Academy. Space I mean. Academy. Goodness right. <laughs> gracious.
2: These commoners may
0: have been to camp. You
2: have to say camp. The, fact, the-, the fact that you two aren't <laughs> rabid dog hunters wearing the pelts of your many kills collected over the years surprises me.
0: It's only because Space Camp and or Academy... Was not created until after Teddy Roosevelt was dead. Mm. <laughs> but the point being that I don't even remember what the point was now because you derailed me. But we did go to space academy. We absolutely <laughs> did. Not together either. Right. Right.
2: You were talking you guys, about.
1: I didn't know this. Yeah. That is really cool. Well, yes, it you is. Should
0: listen to the show. We've <laughs> talked about it many times.
3: Anytime. Yeah. Wayne is the biggest NASA space nerd you've ever met in your life. I mean, he just loves space and everything involving NASA and in space programs so we say everything we can to hurt his feelings cause I we're... mean because he's never Unfortunately the Porcel has never been to space Camp nor Space Academy
1: that is wrong I
3: mean
0: well, you know oh, that's what I was <laughs> going to say right is that the unfortunate thing that did in my breaking mm-hmm. of the cycle of abuse was I became congenial I became the peacemaker I became mm-hmm. the diplomat. The Elder Statesman yeah, sort of which persona. Yeah. That's good sometimes. Sometimes. But yeah. the problem is that when it comes time to actually stand it's up great for- when there's a problem. Right. When there's not a problem, when it's should we or order pepperoni
3: a lot- pizza or cheese pizza? The elder statesman has too much gravitas for that well, situation. But also,
0: when there's a low problem, right? If if someone at the gaming group is being sexist, racist, violent, whatever, I've got an answer and I'll do it. Absolutely. But if someone at the table is simply being disruptive because of their social behavior, at low level stuff, once again, the way they play the game, the way they treat other people, but it's always low key. Mm-hmm. It's always breaking the spirit of the law, but not the yeah. letter. The other system does not drop the hammer. I don't have an answer for much. that. Yeah. yeah, and I I'm too conflict averse. Right. And what has changed? All right, this is something that changed. And part of the reason I wanted you, Amy, on the show is because you were the one who pointed out something about myself that I did not realize. Do but you have a beard. Well, well it's amazing. By the way, thank you. No, no, no I've been trying to get him to
3: grow d- that beard d- for literally because
2: years. you're losing your
1: vital fluids. I voted for it. He gave me a <laughs> choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, but. Is She made a comment, this was like yesterday or the day before or something, where she said, one of the things that's unusual about my life is despite being in my 40s, I still have a very substantial friend circle or friend group. In fact, I have many friend groups. Mm -hmm. And what that has given me is a different perspective because, and this is going to sound so horrible, so let me explain it after I say it. It makes people more disposable. Now, I want to be very... From a complete numbers standpoint, yes, not yes. referring to them as people as human sec, beings. Precisely. Just I, I make clear of relationships. I do not mean that, therefore, people are less valuable. Feelings are less valuable. I don't mean any of that. I don't mean that I sit down with a ledger and say, well, I've got this many friends. You know, Broder farted at the restaurant today, yeah. so... yeah, he's out. Or... Amy burned my grilled cheese last time, so I'm done with her. <gasps> Which I did. She did. And I'm <laughs> I'm still trying to decide a proper and proportional I, response. I actually kind of like a burnt grilled cheese a little bit. It was
1: pretty good. Yeah. I scraped off the carbon. And, and she you know.
0: did make a really good nacho mix for me. So we're, we're, we're working through it slowly. <laughs> this is going to take some time. But we're trying. We're committed. <laughs> but the point... But anyways, I, I keep saying the point being because I'm off track all the time. But what I'm trying to communicate, <laughs> right, is, is that you're hungry. Is not, yeah, I actually am. <laughs> is not that the people are disposable in some casual way, mm. but I don't have to flee from conflict the way I once did. Yeah, and I think that is unfortunately a reason why a lot of people put up with this BS. Is they look at their lives... You're about to say, why people put up with my BS? No, is like, s- boy, have we. <laughs> it's like they look at their lives and say, wow, I've got three or four really good friends. Right. Or I've got two really good friends. Or I've got one really good friend. I can't burn that. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that having a lot of friends and realizing that fact has now made me like, okay, try, time to drop the hammer willy-nilly mm-hmm. until I'm down to the six I like most. It's not that, but it's more when something comes up and I work through it intellectually and I first get that fear of, oh, no, conflict, that's bad. I don't want to deal with this. It's uncomfortable. It's nerve-wracking, da-da-da-da-da. But that calculus eventually kicks in of what's the worst-case scenario. They don't respond to friendly overtures. They don't want to compromise, and I lose a friend, but I can can afford that. It's not even conscious, right? It is...
3: It is so subconscious. It's so like in the back because it's you've been talking to this person and this person doesn't really talk to you back very much. You have to keep nagging them. You say, okay, well, let's go out and let's go to the zoo and do this thing. And They don't respond and then they keep changing the date and it's a giant pain and the- you love them, but they're a giant pain in the ass. But then you have these other friends who are like, Dan, do you want to go to the zoo? I want to f-ing take you to the zoo. Yeah. Let's do this. Shit. Let's zoo this. <laughs> Let's do this. Shit. So again, not even running an account book here, not even writing a ledger. What is going to happen in these two worlds? Yeah. Eventually, the person who you're struggling with is going to
2: just drift away. The other thing that you have to consider is that the other people at the table are as neurotic and dicked up as you are. So oh, no, I am fantastic. You're very smart and yeah. you're well read. Yes. Um, you've got a great imagination I'm tall. And, and you're oh, very, 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 I'm getting really I'm to not talking about him. Up to each other. I'm talking about the fan base. You're not in talking general. about me? No, I'm talking about oh. the fan base in general. Right? Why Are you talking? But but, but you're also probably <laughs> not. You know, you, you again. This is generalization, gross generalization, but. You may not be that athletic. You may not be that confident. You may not feel that you're that attractive, right? And you found yourself in this group where you have not only people who share your identity in terms of things that you're passionate about, but they also share the fact that they're intelligent and bombastic and f***ing annoying, but also just glass cannons, right? They're fragile people. The people that have a tendency to come across that aggressive and bombastic and know it all generally not always but generally are much more fragile so you have Mm -hmm. this group of people who are all big creative bombastic opinionated people who do their i mean their house of cards you say something wrong about the gap in their teeth and they're broken for a week right there's two places i
0: want to go with that one i'm actually going to kick over to amy and by the way i actually want to thank you amy for something really in particular That I have been attempting to accomplish since this show started back in mid-2006. And this episode is the first time it's happened. Because I list the hosts in alphabetical order. We finally have an ABCD show. Do we? Amy Brodor, Chad Dan. We finally, for the first time in all... 15 or 16 or however the hell long we've been doing this, years of this, we finally have an ABCD show. <laughs> and
3: that's I'm the end so of the show.
1: I'm glad Thanks, I could help.
0: That's what you but, bring to this episode. Oh, wow. But, they, no, I do, wow. I do now want to throw something your way because you were actually the one that said it to me and so I want you to talk about it, which is you observed the other day that people that come from a background of abuse or being heavily criticized do not themselves tend to have much ability to deal with criticism. And I want you to talk about that.
1: Well, I mean, it's just something that I've observed. I mean, it's kind of like you've been burned. It's like almost like a physiological response. And so when you get close to fire, you just react in a much stronger way. So whatever you've suffered in your past, whether it's, you know, rejection or whatever it is, you're both going to be ultra-sensitized to it and also desensitized to it. Mm. You're going to have both. So you're hypersensitive to criticism, and then there are ways in which you're desensitized. And there are also ways in which you're going to be more likely to be critical yourself. So that's where you have to be hyper-vigilant.
0: Well, and I think it's also worth noting that a lot of trauma occurs when people have their least power. Because people that have power... Well, that's what abuse is.
3: It it, it isn't about like it, say you get hit. Yeah. Say say someone above you hits you. I mean that sucks. It's terrible. It's physically damaging. But ultimately, it is about the removal of power. Precisely. It, it, the removal of
0: your sense of safety. It's the sense of comfort. Sense of of well being. And it's, maybe it's because you're a child and you don't have the tools or the understanding, or the resources to defend yourself. And it doesn't have to be physical violence. It could be emotional, whatever. Or you're an adult who, for some reason, does not have the personal or emotional maturity, fortitude, whatever you want to call it, to stand up for themselves. So whatever the real hard reality is, the way it plays out, is that you tend to take the abuse when you are in a position where you are profoundly vulnerable, and so the coping mechanisms you come up with, they are ultimately just about defense and survival, not about repair and reconciliation. When Broder's mom was doing the things she did to him, he was not in a position to stand up for himself, to realize this is wrong, to get out of the situation. You know, these are things that yeah. occur later on. And
2: so when I'm you I'm not I'm not saying that I thought about killing her in her sleep, or even actively went into the kitchen and got a knife and contemplated it. But what I am saying is that I could have done something about it because I was at least clever enough to recognize that she was as vulnerable as I was when she was asleep.
0: <laughs> Which
2: is ultimately a horrible way to live. And I'm not blaming you for this, right? right?
0: I, I get that kind of damage. But the thing that I'm trying to communicate here is that, therefore, when you go to someone in adulthood, and let's be honest, our hobby, it does not exclusively attract broken toys, but it attracts a lot of them. And as a result, when we go to confront each other, not only are we conflict averse because of our own pain, but the ability To communicate to somebody in a shared spirit of reconciliation and repair is very difficult because it is very likely the response you're going to get is not from a healthy place of conflict resolution. It's going to be Mm -hmm. a response they have been programmed to have to horrible power imbalances during
2: abuse. That's their playbook. It occurs to me, and I didn't take it very seriously until recently, but one of the guys at my gaming table, I brutalized when he was a kid, right? So he's an adult now and he's doing very, very well and he's making six figures and yada, yada, yada. Super smart like yourselves, IT guy. was Spent a lot of time in the military. Dude, when he was a kid, he'd come into the fantasy shop and he was this obnoxious, know-it-all, rotund little <laughs> prick. Dude, I just rode him like a rented mule. What I did not realize is that <laughs> I destroyed that kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like he grew up and one day realized that, you know, he was just not what do you want to be so he started working out and lost mm-hmm. a bunch of weight and hey he had to have a surgery where they take excess fat off of his body because he lost so much weight and so he's got a scar that runs all the way around his body from excess skin that they took off. Wow. he bettered himself because i was so mean to him you specifically yes me like specifically, specifically. Oh, he came to you and like was like i, was I did new. not realize i mean this kid had a terrible terrible childhood and i did not realize how much Trauma that I visited okay. upon him. Right. Which was terrible. And now he sits at my gaming table and wants to ruin everything that I do.
0: <laughs> I Excellent. couldn't imagine where that but, rancor comes from.
2: But I guess the thing is, I, I mean, I don't... I don't know. I just, I want to be patient with the people that are at my table. And and if you'll forgive me for going back down the rabbit hole of likening it to intercourse, but my product is so good (laughs) that the last guy that I kicked out of a group. It is he's, both quality and quantity. He's actually going to come back into a new game because I love him and he's my yeah. friend, and I I, I want to be with him and I want to hang out and I want a game with him. Mm-hmm. But he just didn't take the relationship seriously, so we had to break he, up he for some time we apart. Had, we had to yeah. break up for a bit. We had to he take a break. He had to learn to
1: appreciate you. Yeah, you yeah. had to learn
2: to appreciate me, which is which he was, had to
0: forgive himself so he could forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, we just, I don't know.
2: I'm so angry in particular that I have a hard time with it. it. And yeah, the guy
0: you abused.
2: No, 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 he's, <laughs> no, he's one of the, he's one of my favorite people to game with. Oh, okay. Because he knows his goddamn place. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you twitch, <laughs> he recoils. Yeah. <laughs> no, he deliberately doesn't matter where I sit. Like if he was at this table, he would insist on sitting where you're at so he could look at me. That's how much he just he I'm his nemesis. But <laughs> see, but, it, but if I called him right now and said, "Hey, I have a dead hooker in my trunk." Did he'd help me? I mean, not a goddamn no. It just <laughs> text me the address. That's all that would happen, right? And That's we have this sort of love-hate relationship. Yeah. So there's something else though
0: that came out of that. As I was been thinking about this topic throughout the the show, but the what we were just talking about reemphasized it. I think something else we need to recognize is people are attracted to any hobby because the hobby fits them. Okay. It's like a puzzle piece. It fits them. My brother-in-law, Adam, he's very outdoorsy. He loves nature. He likes the constant change of stimulus. And so he's really big into things like camping and hiking and whatever. And, I realize we can nitpick this, and these are going to be overgeneralizations. I'm going to just acknowledge these are overgeneralizations. What Adam is into in that regard are hobbies of activity. Mm-hmm. All right? Two people can go hiking together, unless one of them's being a complete asshole to the other. Like stopping at every fucking poke
3: stop on a eight-mile hike. Yeah. It should take a couple of hours, no, You guys took re- all day well
0: because you guys were doing you and pat were doing different activities yes pat was hunting pokemon you were hiking right oh, jesus all right. christ i mean that's the crux right there is that yeah you were after different things all right but here's why things i think get so particular in our hobby and why people get so defensive ours is not primarily a hobby of activities it is a hobby of ideas mm. we come to the table with <laughs> and other people's ideas suck that's <laughs> I get it. Well, okay, so you're on the right path here. So people come to the table saying, I want to experiment with this idea. I want to communicate in this way. I've got theories on how the rules work. I've got theories on the best way for the game to work. I've got particular goals for this game, which may include saying, well, I need different people at the table to play particular parts. But boys, you come to the table with a set of ideas And because of the fact that we, generally speaking, are not a demographic that is, to be blunt, sufficiently active, our core personality, right? The thing about me that you could insult that would bother me most would be to insult not my activities, but to insult my ideas because they are closest to who I am. And I think that's where part of the tension comes from in role-playing games is people sit down at a table and they have very particular ideas and very strong ideas about how they think this hobby should be conducted. And when someone comes along whose ideas are radically incompatible with that, one, I don't think we always do a good job of handling it. And two, I don't know for this reason that it always is even possible to handle. Now, I think we ought to make the attempt. I think we ought to try and peacemake and find middle ground. That's that escalation that we were right. talking about earlier. Because you I Don't think, start by dropping right, the hammer. Give everyone a fair shake before yeah. you decide they're a lost cause, assuming what they did isn't absolutely profoundly horrible. Right. But I don't think we do that because I think when we hit that point where we realize or we feel like our ideas are being attacked, our views, our intellect, our creative output, whatever you want to label this as, is under attack. That tends to cut too close to
2: the core of who we, as a hobby, tend to be. Well, and for me, I find that where I get confused is whether the critique is constructive or not, right? Mm-hmm. And I can get very, very pissy and get very, very mm-hmm. prickly hurt feelings. And it's pretty easy for me to go from zero to 60 where here I am bearing this thing that I've created that I have spent a lot of time, effort, and thought, and, and you're crapping on it, right? But not only are you crapping on it, you're on a level crapping on me in in the time and the effort that I did. But then when you don't add something constructive on top of it and you're just being sh, even if that's not your intent, I am going to perceive it that way right? I'm going to look mm-hmm. at it as in sort of a, a critical mocking fashion. If I'm going to take criticism or contribution, then it it, it has to be productive well, in I mean, some fashion. I think that a lot of people have that. A
3: lot of people go through what you're, you're talking about. And the problem that I see that people have with this, it's not you. I mean, it's just, just lot, most people, right? Is there's these layers of things, right? It's like you put a lot of time and effort into it. They're kind of crapping on it. They're not really adding anything to it. And what is actually happening here is there are a couple of different problems. We don't know what the solutions are. And instead of looking for the solutions, we are, for whatever reason, holding that inside of us. Oh, yeah, because and this ask
2: because I've put all this goddamn effort right. into this. F- Game and you come over to my house and you shit up on my toilet every goddamn week and leave your fucking trash on my goddamn table. See, Don't put forth any effort whatsoever, and then you have the audacity in my house at my table to be a fucking asshole. Oh, I lose my goddamn but, mind. So here's the problem. Definitely no wrench for you this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's the problem with that, and okay. that's that sixty.
3: Yeah. So yes. so that that's the problem is that that story. What the listeners are hearing right now is. Someone sits down at Brodor's table, first time, chapter one, book one, word one, and they spill their drink, and they don't really do a good job of cleaning it up. Brodor's getting his fucking gun,
2: yeah. <laughs> and not, just go. Which is so, not
3: true. Which is not true. But yeah. what is happening? And I'm not part of your gaming group. I've never seen this. But what I'm going to guess is the reality of the situation here is that you have mini games over a long period of time, and you have multiple different small problems and no one is finding any solutions to them no one's saying anything about them because like you said hey you got a game to run man you right. put a lot of your stuff into this and players aren't doing anything about it because i'll go back to one of your big hang up stand that i am totally on board with well that's the game master's problem the game master's
0: the leader of the group who should be taking. Now, bullshit we're friends everybody deals with this sh- I'll say on top of that, the game master in terms is of. Is trying to doing, run a game. Yeah, they are carrying the heaviest load. Right. And now you also want so, them to socially Right. Coach.
3: So you have these little problems, little problems, little problems. When you re- drain the vitriol from it and when you dial it back and say, okay, we are not at chapter 20 of the explosive drama book here of Brodo shooting someone, we're at chapter one and somebody spilt their drink. All of these things you listed. All of these things, this this person, quote unquote, did. That's an amalgamation
2: of many gamers in my life. What I hear, because
3: I'm not angry, every single one of those has a solution. Right. No one is solving it. And then we go from chapter one to chapter two to chapter three to chapter four and blah, 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 blah. And they've all piled up and they have all drained the money out of Mike's gaming group account. And there's no one, there's no bankroller there who's trying to solve problems or defend people. And Mike is at the end of his rope because his bank is now insolvent and he's going to have to start firing people. It
2: may collapse the bank. He sees this. Oh, no, may- I'll, I'll do what many other industries should do and tell the world to f- off, like what the tobacco industry right. should do. If we're so terrible, f- it close the doors. We're done. I've quit more games because yeah. of one person's sh- behavior. I'm not proud of it. Right. But. So, but
1: see, that's the whole point. You don't want to be in a situation where you drive people off. Yeah. Because, or, so you want to have the balls mm-hmm. to, you know, confront the bad behavior. So you save your group and you save the right. game, which is actually the unselfish thing to do. So what Dan was saying is essentially, it seems nice to not confront, but it's actually very selfish because you're causing many more problems for the group and for a a number of people by not dealing with the one problem.
3: We had a problem player and I'm not going to name names, but everybody, Dan, especially is going to be, Oh, it's so-and-so. And he's right. But we had a problem player in our group and really they were there for years, literally years. The problems never got better. We tried to solve some of them. They never got better. Right. In fact, in some ways they got a little worse. And it just is little things that added up over the years, over the years. And part of the problem was that the obstinative leader, who's not me, of the group hated conflict, hated mm-hmm. conflict. Like if he had to put one thing on a piece of paper that he hated the most, it is conflict and confrontation. But he also loved bitching about stuff behind everyone. Not everyone's, but behind their yeah. bag, you know, com- like you were saying earlier. The venting, the release, the, the kibitzing, the, the sort of group. It's like, yeah, we're in this together, made for a very bad situation. It was almost unethical. When some of our group members were talking to a mutual friend of ours years later, after this person had finally, by me, been kicked out, <laughs> we told him all these horror stories, all of our gaming horror stories, were real laughing about it. And he was like, how long were they with the group? Oh, man, that was what, five years, six years? He's like, I would have kicked him out after the third session. (laughs) Why did you let it it go so long? I actually wrote a letter to the person that it was the breakup letter, right? Oh,
2: gosh. And I made. Now I have the theme song to the sitcom Dear John running through my head.
3: The other. I made the other people sign on to the letter, too. I was like, I'm I'm willing to type it in metal. I'm like, I'm willing to type it. I'm willing to deliver it. You guys need to sign to it. Wait, this is a real
1: it. thing. I thought you were talking metaphorically. No, this
3: happened. No, this happened. This happened.
1: Wow, a real breakup letter.
3: Okay. And it even wasn't a breakup yeah. letter so much as here are the problems we are having. I don't know what the solution is.
1: But the onus was on him. It was like, hey, if you've the, got a solution. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I didn't actually say, you know, you're out. But I've said, you know, here's these
2: problems right i think i've made this joke before but i really do want to do a job like george clooney and up and away is that the name of the movie or, or whatever yeah it? yeah so because his job is to fire people mm-hmm. right and i just want to be and the guy i great roll, movie, by the way i roll into your town and i kick people out of your gaming group for you so instead of okay so yeah. you, before you've talked about being a gym for hire yeah. now you just basically want I'll to be in a- probably a- both you just want to be an a-hole for hire yeah, i'll just well, do it so I'm like i'm like listen amy it's not it's not working out You're not in the game group anymore. I'm really sorry. Uh, That's the great
3: thing about the movie, right? Is that at first, yeah, this guy is the devil. This guy is the a-hole for hire who caps people in the back of the head in mass when there's mass layoffs because the bosses are too cowardly to do it. And so the movie sets him up to be this just king jerk. And he he has like uh, someone with him who he's like training. And through the course of the movie, he's like, you find out, If you're being a jerk, you're doing it wrong. Right. You know, these are human beings and they will get fired. They're they're being laid off. It is happening. Yeah. Do you want an anonymous email saying get out or do you want a human being to look at them and who can let them down or to to handle the situation? It's like this is what's happening. It's not your fault. There's mass layoffs. Here's the severance package and here's what is going on. Well, gonna you know, the honorable exit.
2: this say. situation is different, though, because I'd be like, "Well, listen, Carl, it's it's about your hygiene, <laughs> right? It's about the fur on your teeth, <laughs> and we're not <laughs> gonna let you play in the group anymore." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're sorry. Actually, that's a lie, Carl. But, we're not oh, sorry so at all. <laughs> that reminded me of
3: what I was trying to point. I was getting at with the letter, though, was in the letter I said because this has been going on for years. The whole unethical thing of, yeah, you should have taken care of this many years ago. I said, this is our fault. This isn't your fault. This is our fault. And this wasn't like, oh, it's not you. It's me sort of thing. No, I was, I to this day, I'm serious. We didn't do anything. We did not handle the situation. It's not that we handled the situation badly. We didn't handle the situation. There are reasons why we didn't, but we didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And now, here we are years later, and instead of a you know what? It's just not working out. Well, and it's, it's a, yeah. it's a fucking break, multi paragraph breakup
0: letter. Well, and I tell you, I think you did the right thing by having everyone sign on to it because you forced them through exposure therapy yeah. to start, doing getting that? some yeah getting mm-hmm. some gusto or getting some or Well, and, and no one was provided the opportunity to say like to oh,
2: oh i didn't i didn't know chad wrote you that letter yeah even, yeah, even, even though they that. proofread it for you yeah,
0: yeah. <sighs> well and also if it's who i'm thinking there was a profound amount of social currency tied up in this yes that it's yeah doing this was there was a situation i can't i can't get into it without no. outing the person it's nobody's business, yeah but it's, yeah it's, right. but yeah there, there was, there, it, there was a, it was a thing it, yeah it was not going to be something that was going to be easy for someone to throw a grenade and walk away from it, and that situation
3: which again to this day i blame myself should have done something earlier when it was like you know what this just isn't working out and it'd be like okay cool i'll go find something else to do it's my fault that was it. That was the last slide. That that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That's when I said, I will never kick another person out of a group again. Other people will have to take that up, but I would support it, but I'm not going to do it again.
2: Well, and I think that the, the important lesson for me when I was doing management talks with Gamma, I would tell people this, that look- the more challenging the conversation, the more you're dreading the conversation, the more important it is to have with that person, right? That's how significant it is, right? Mm -hmm. So they're just so fight into that ambush, but also if your employees suck, ultimately it's your fault. If the people playing at your table aren't, Participating in a fashion that you appreciate or that your group appreciates. Well, is exactly Mm -hmm. as you pointed out, you're the responsible parties for allowing the behavior to occur. Yep. Take that, Dan. No profanity, maturity, wise. Oh (laughs) now.
0: You're at the the end of an episode where people are gonna feel like they're on a damn submarine (laughs) picking up comms traffic. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's going to sound like they've got dueling sonar systems that are trying to put on a rave, all the while they're getting Morse
3: code transmissions. It's it's absolutely brilliant. You start off the episode saying intelligent, you know, even-handed things. Yeah. The middle of the episode is like...
2: The part that no one remembers and no one gives a (laughs) shit. And then the yeah. end
3: of it, the part that everyone remembers is, "Wow, man,
0: that Brodor guy!
2: Yeah, that he's cool. Really, yeah, Thank he's got to bring the
0: intro and the outro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You should have been and, a
1: lawyer. You just yeah. argued both sides convincingly, and I didn't totally believe you on either." And,
0: and the I'll say, and the reality here is what the audience is going to get from is Brodor's going to be like, "Well, b b b b and it's going to be like, it's, "Huh." Yeah.
2: It's because I. Why do those guys on Brodor so much? Because I do oscillate very, very regularly between extreme viewpoints, Mm -hmm. and it's not that I'm a crazy person. It's that it takes me a long time to suss something out, and I recognize that doesn't mean that I'm I'm dumb. It just means Mm -hmm. that my brain (laughs) functions. No dumb people don't try and figure stuff out. Yeah, smart people try and figure stuff out. That's what you're doing.
1: figure things out by talking out loud a lot yeah That's right how I so i need to,
2: but but i also have conviction for both attitudes because right. i i really do believe right. as a manager these are the important things in a professional setting yep. the problem is is that gaming isn't a professional setting it's a personal setting so when things don't go well or in a fashion that i want them to not only does it irritate me but it also hurts my feelings because yep. these are people that I care about. And we talked about that on his interview. Because near the end of the interview, I
3: decided to flip the whole thing and yeah. just, you know, basically try and help him with his some of his problems. With my bull- yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. It's a good interview, though.
2: Thanks, man. If you're you 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 doing a good to, job. Now I'm going to get all
0: blushy. Good. I don't think I'm going to bother linking anything in the show notes because I can't imagine how much time, energy, and money is going to go into bleeping Brodoin.
2: <laughs> but... You know what you you should do? You should make me edit, not this one. Yes, this one. I think I should make you edit this one. And so, yeah, that's what
0: fixed my speech. Wayne's like, Dan, you're so easy to edit for Game Notes. I'm like, Wayne, because I've been doing this for too many years and too many of those, I was the primary editor. You fix your, when you are your yeah. own problem, you fix you really fast. Yes. When you're tripping over your own
2: t- <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. You're me. So for the healthier people,
0: thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. See you. See
1: ya. See ya. <laughs>